Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are glad that you are here. I am super excited. Today is one of my very favorite shows that I put on every year. This is our Oscar preview. Our room tonight is a lot better looking. We have three guests with us, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to thank everybody for listening. We have had a lot of listens in Tennessee this week. Singapore continues to lead our international audience. Singapore, one of the world's greenest cities, and also home of the first Formula One night race. I think that's the only Formula One night race that's ever been uh, contested so far. So Singapore, shout out. I see you. Um, thanks for listening again. We are at the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram, Kenshin Crew on Instagram, and you can also email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. Now, Richard, he's on the road. He is our rock star energy salesman. Richard, where are you tonight? I am in uh, sunny Evansville tonight. All right. You, this so, is, yeah. This is not your, Barnburger. not your first time checking in from Evansville for the show. Nope, no, it's part of my territory. Gotta love the Evansville. Yes, well, it is an American city, and um, it's not far from my hometown. Um, Richard's wife is with us, Maisie Clark. She is an artist. She has to put up with Richard. She is doing her second podcast of the day. She is also a rock star. Maisie, how are you? Hey, Jim, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you on. Um, another podcast veteran is sitting next to me. She is my wife. She is... Uh, the lovely and talented legal counsel for the show. She is <laughs> Elizabeth Brown Nolan. She has a lot of notes. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thank I'm you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I love it when you can come on. She'll give us insight um, that we probably don't think about. Finally, uh, joining us remotely from Lexington, Kentucky is Kelly Gritton. Kelly is a good friend of mine from college. We've been watching movies together for over 30 years. We would um, go to class and uh, if there was a new premiere on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, somebody would leave class, get the tickets and we'd go watch the premiere. So we've been doing movies for a long time. This is her first time on the show and I'm Jack to have her here. Kelly, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. So Thanks much for having me. Anytime. I love it. I can't wait to get into this. Um, so what we're going to do tonight is go through the big six categories. I'll have a few other questions, a few things to talk about. But of course, best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor and best supporting actress. And what we'll do is I'll let everybody talk about any performance that they've seen in those. Who do you think will win? Who do you think should win? And then if you have a dollar to bet, who would you bet? And I've got some odds that I've given to everybody. I'll read these out before we go. This is all fake money. I'm not paying out any long shots. I don't get excited. Um, all the odds are courtesy of Vegas Insider, and they're current, current as of 228. So I assume that's pretty close to where we'll be when the show kicks off on Sunday night. Um, now... We're going to start with Best Supporting Actress, and I will go through and tell you that the nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She is at minus 300. Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inishirin. She's at plus 190. Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once. She's at plus 1600. Stephanie Su from Everything Everywhere is also at plus 1600. And Hong Chow from The Whale is at plus 2000. Now, I'm not going to put any of our guests on the spot. I'll go ahead and take the point on this one, and I'll let somebody else lead next time. Um, looking at this group, um, I think Angela Bassett will win. I didn't see Black Panther, but I just have this feeling that she'll win. She's kind of a heavy favorite, but I also feel like this is a spot where you could get a massive upset. This is a deep, deep Best Supporting Actress feel. Um, and how deep this is I, I felt like uh frankie corio who played sophie in after sun should have been included in the best supporting actress but i'm not really sure who you cut i loved jamie lee curtis i i kind of want to vote for her but ultimately i'm going to go with carrie condon as who i think should win because i felt like she tied the whole movie of banshees in the sheeran together like she was kind of the glue in that great movie um, so I'm going to go with her as who I think should win. And I'm going to actually put my dollar on her. Um, this will be a great shot to place a long shot bet, but I just loved her performance so much in that movie. So that's who I'm going to go with. Um, let's see. Let's go to Maisie next. You have thoughts in this particular category. 
You know, I have to be honest. I did not see everything everywhere, but I just, I'm pulling for my girl, Jamie Lee. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I want to see her win in this category. Just, it's just a, it's a gut feeling and I'm just, I'm rooting for her. I was gonna, but I was gonna um, say, I thought she should win and maybe bet on her because I loved her performance in that so much, but the more I thought about Banshees and Carrie Condon's performance, I, I'm I'm going to ride with her. But uh, I love that pick. Elizabeth, you are next. So I think that Angela Bassett will win. And I haven't seen the Black Panther movie. Um, but uh, I, I kind of hope she wins because she almost won for What's Love Got to Do With It. Missed it that time. So maybe this is her year. Um, and I would be good with that. Um, but who I think should win and who my money's on is Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I just love her in general. I think she just shines both in that movie in a very non-shiny role. She was kind of every woman in that movie. But she also just seems like a really cool woman that I would like to have at my table if I got to go to one of these um, Oscar events. I couldn't agree with that anymore. I'd love to hang out with Jamie Lee Curtis. We're going to... We're going to probably have some cocktails, talk about Alien, and talk about uh, Halloween. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, was she in Alien? No, I, that was Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. No, it's, I just screwed that up. That's you were okay. thinking of trading places. That's why you like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that's right. I know, that's right. That's I right. know exactly why you like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, facts are optional. Um, Kelly, you have the floor for supporting actress. Okay. I also think that Angela Bassett will probably win. I did not see Wakanda forever, but who I think should win is Carrie Condon. I thought she was fantastic in Banshees, and that's she's my clear favorite. Um, I, I really love Jamie Lee Curtis also, and I also thought that um, Hong Chow did a good job in The Whale. Okay, awesome. Um we didn't get your bets. Did, did you all want to bet on who you thought should win? Did you have a bet, uh, Elizabeth? Were you going to have to put your dollar on one or the other? I yeah, write I, that down. I put my money on Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee. And you as well, Maisie? I am. I have to go with Elizabeth on this one. And Kelly the same? Uh, no, I'm on with Carrie Condon. Oh, oh yeah, you're going to bet Carrie. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. okay, that leaves you, Richard. You're next. Uh, I uh, I am going with Carrie Condon. Uh. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen Wakanda or everything everywhere. So, or the whale. So I have to go with what I've seen. So I will go with Carrie Condon. And I thought she was amazing in the movie overall. So uh, that that's my pick. Okay. You're going to go with her. You're going to better. Awesome. I love it. She won the BAFTA for this, but Banshee um, really got a lot of love at the British um, Academy Awards. So we'll see if that translates into the American side. All right, moving on to Best Supporting Actor, we have K.Y. Kwan from Everything Everywhere. He's at minus 1,600. Brendan Gleeson from Banshees, plus 900. Barry Keegan from Banshees, plus 900. Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway is at plus 2,500. And Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans is at 2,500. Um, we will let Maisie lead off this time. Oh, dear. This is a this is a shot in the dark for me. Um you know, I'm, can I get a pass? Is that a pot? Is, can I, can I play a pass card right now? You can totally, you can totally pass. Um, you want okay. me to come back to you later? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me, right. I just, I, I kind of want to, I want to take the temperature of the group. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Elizabeth, you get the honors. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, Quan from everything everywhere, and I'm calling him Mr. Quan because I don't want to massacre the name. Um will win and should win i think he held that movie together and was really fun to watch um <clears throat> however i'm putting my dollar bet on judd hirsch who was barely in the fablemans um but i really loved him in that and i get the most return on my imaginary money if i put my bet on him so i'm going with the long shot here you know who's married to a gambler that lady <laughs> <laughs> all right kelly you're next Okay, I also think that um, Mr. Kwan will win, and I thought he was fantastic in the movie, um, but my money's on Brendan Gleeson. I don't know, I'm always kind of enamored with Brendan Gleeson, and I 
I thought he was fantastic in this movie. So that's that's who my dollar's on. Okay, I love that bet. I, With I, a close second of uh, Barry Keegan, is that his? How yeah, I say his I, that's name? how we're going to say it tonight. And uh, yeah, I, he was great in that. Um, and, and I'll get into that in, in my section too. So that leads us to Richard. You are next. Uh, I will go with Brandon Gleason for sure. Uh, that, of course, again, I, in the bad situation, I have not seen any of the other movies, but I, it's like, I, or Barry, I think both of them did an amazing job in that movie. And I think the movie's amazing. So yeah, I have to go with that overall. Okay. Good call. Um, I will go ahead and weigh in here. I think Mr. Kwan will win. I think he should win. And I am going to actually go ahead and bet on him, even though the return is so scant. He has kind of racked up at the um, other award shows so far this year. And so I feel like he's going to win. Um, I did love Judd Hirsch, though. If he could have been on the screen for more than five minutes, it's unbelievable that he got a supporting actor nomination for as little screen time as he got. But that tells you how dominant that performance was. And I love Brendan Gleeson. I, he was so good in Banshees. I, I really, I want to vote for everybody in Banshees, but there's so many good um, quality performances. And I just don't see how in the world Quan doesn't win. Like Elizabeth said, he held that movie together and was the most enjoyable part of that for me. Um, Maisie, do you want to, you want to make a bet? You know, I, I think I'm going to go with Brendan Gleeson. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, so now. Stand by your man. That's all I have to say. That's, that's right. Stand yeah. by your man. Exactly. Okay. So let's go to best actress. And again, I feel like the best, the female acting award nominees this year are so good. And the field is so deep. Kate Blanchett and Tar minus 225. Michelle Yeo from everything everywhere. One plus 125. Andrea Riseborough from Two Leslie plus eighteen hundred, Michelle Williams from The Fablemans at plus two two thousand, and Anna De Armas from Blonde twenty five hundred plus twenty five hundred. Uh, Kelly, it is your turn to start. Who do you love in this group? Um, so I I did think Kate Blanchett did a great job. I didn't see Blonde, and I wanted to see that, and I didn't get around to watching that. Um. But my money's on Michelle Yao from Everything Everywhere. I thought she did a great job and, you know, was kind of the heart of the movie. And even though I didn't particularly enjoy the movie, my money's on her. All right. Very good. We've got you down for a bet on Michelle. Um, so then it goes to you, Richard. You have a pick. You're best actress. You know, I even though I haven't seen the movie, I've heard a lot of great things about Michelle. Um, so I'll probably go with Michelle on this one. If it's crush wise, I have to go with Anna and Blonde. Okay, fair enough. All right, so duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go ahead and grab the next pick. And this, I feel like, is a two-woman race between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yao. And Kate Blanchett has been the odds-on favorite um, in a lot of spots. But Michelle has won a couple of other major awards. Um, and I, I think Kate Blanchett was great in a lot of ways. But like as I've talked about with, with friends who watched it with me, I didn't buy her as a conductor when she stood on the podium. I thought some of her mannerisms and the way she was faux directing just didn't ring true to me so i can't vote for her um michelle is my vote i did love michelle williams and the fablemans she was fantastic uh, just a beautiful role that she played great but michelle is who should win michelle is who i'm going to vote for i kind of think kate blanchett will win but it's really close um Maisie, you have the floor I am I am gonna go oh I think I might go the safe route and go Kate Blanchett. I don't okay. really I'm I'm struggling with that, but I think I think I'm I'm locking in that as my final answer. Okay. Good enough. Elizabeth. I'm gonna go with Michelle Yo for will win, should win, and my dollar bet. <clears throat> I um I think 
in that movie she showed such versatility in the way that she played basically I don't know so many different roles four or five different roles all in different ways with different eras of the same woman and different versions of the same woman um I thought she was dynamic and and I think that sort of shape-shifting ability is um appreciated by the award givers in, in this scenario yeah, I think that's I, I totally agree with that. I agree with everything you said about her versatility in that role. I think she's she's just so fantastic. And I mean, like, don't sleep on her as a crush. She's a good looking woman, Richard. I mean, just think about that. I'm still here, Jim. I, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um Well, I she was she was in a James Bond. Let's be perfectly clear. She was in a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And she was very attractive in in her younger years, and she is very attractive now. So, but my crush, Anna, still. Yeah, fair enough. I think Michelle is sixty years old, but that's amazing that she is that beautiful at that age. And 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 maybe she's not sixty. I looked that up watching the movie. I was like, how old is she? And she's older than you think. Let's move on to best actor. Um, so this one we have Brendan Fraser from The Whale. He's minus one twenty. Austin Butler from Elvis is plus one twenty. Colin Farrell from Banshees is plus 500. Bill Nye from Living is plus 3,300. And Paul Mescal from After Sun is plus 3,300. Um, Richard, you have the honors on this one. Uh, I will probably go with Colin Farrell. Uh, I thought he was really good in it. Again, I thought the chemistry between the whole cast in that movie, especially with him, he played that role very well. It, uh I think if I remember correctly, same director did Imbroge. So yes, it, it kind of is, <laughs> it seems like it's Imbroge in Ireland, but it yeah. was like, I thought yeah. both those movies are great. So I'm going to go with Colin Farrell. Okay. Very good. Um, I think this is a two person race and I think it's Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. And they both won some other awards um, this year. Um, Brendan Fraser won the SAG, Austin Butler won the BAFTA and the Golden Globe. Um, I, the, the, my one miss on this whole Oscar season is I didn't get to the whale. So I can't speak to that. And I'll talk about a couple of these other ones too. I love Colin Farrell. Um, Paul Mescal, I, I really questioned his inclusion. I, I liked After Sun a lot. And, um, like I said, I loved Frankie Corio as Sophie in that film, but I thought Paul Mescal was fine. But Paul Dano from uh, Fablemans or, you know, what would have been fun to see here, I think, is kind of an honorary Oscar nod to Tom Cruise for Top Gun. That would have been pretty fun. And he was good in that. Um, you could also argue for um, Ray Fiennes from The Menu. I just think there are better choices than him. And that's that's one of my big I think there's so many great performances, but that one's a little questionable to me. So. Anyway, I am going to bet on Austin Butler here. I, I get a plus money on that, and I love this performance. He became Elvis, and I'm going to bet him. I think Brendan Fraser will win because that's the kind of role that the Academy loves to reward. I think they'll, because of his weight gain, and even even though he didn't gain 600 pounds, he, he still put on some weight and um, played that role that the, the Academy loves to reward, so... I'm going to say Brendan Fraser probably will, but I'm going to bet Austin Butler. Now, that moves us to Maisie. What do you think about the gentleman? You know, I'm kind of torn between Brendan and Austin as well. I, I think I'm going to go with Austin. I think that playing not only a real person, but also such a character of a person, um, I think, you know, that's a struggle. And I mean, obviously I'm not an actor, but I think that that is, I think he did the best that uh, probably the majority could do in terms of portraying Elvis. And I mean, so I think I, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with Austin Butler. I think that that, I feel good about that. Um, but I do agree with you. I think Brendan Fraser will win. Um, I think he will win, but my, my money's with on Austin. I love it. Love it. Um, okay. Elizabeth. All right, so I haven't seen The Whale, but I've been a huge fan of Brendan Fraser since way back in his Encino Man days uh, in the early 90s. <laughs> That's so a classic. I, yeah. I want to Or Biodome. Don't forget Biodome. 
That was uh, Polly Shore, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That's right. That was uh, one. Of, that was Stephen Baldwin. My bad. Wrong guy. Sorry. That's right. But the, both of your hosts have screwed up my movie reference tonight. So <laughs> carrying on. Um, so I'm pulling for Brendan Fraser, and I'm definitely going to watch that movie um, before the weekend, so that so that I can will have seen his performance. But for my um, for my bed, I'm going with Austin Butler. Um, he became Elvis. Um, it's another transformation, like I mentioned before, kind of like Remy Malik in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think that's very valued. And Elvis's real daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, right before she died, said she loved him in Elvis. Um, so I think he will win. I think he should win. And I'm placing my money on him. I love it. Love it. Um, we are big Elvis fans, looks like so far. Um, Kelly, what about you? Are you um, Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser, or someone else? So first I would say I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't see Living because I love Bill Nye so much and I wish I'd had the chance to see that. But um, so I just watched The Whale and I, I couldn't wait to see that. And I'm rooting for Brendan Fraser because, you know, they're calling this the Renaissance and I'm here for that. But ultimately, I really thought Colin Farrell was the best. I'm, I'm putting my bet on him. I thought it, he was better. Um, and I thought Austin Butler was amazing. And, you know, he may very well win also because I thought he, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed him so much. But Colin Farrell is, was still my favorite of these men. All right. Very good. I, like I said, I loved Banshees so much when I watched it, and I wanted to vote for everybody in it. I walked out of that, and I told Elizabeth when we were sitting on the couch, I said, four people from this might get nominated for Oscars. And sure enough, that happened. Um, and yet I'm not betting on any of them. Um, let's take a break before we get to Best Director and Best Picture um, and talk about any other categories that anybody wants to talk about. I'll open it up. You know, I know, Maisie, you're, you're into art. I don't know if you're into set and costuming or Kelly or Elizabeth, anybody that has anything they want to add um, about a, a category that we don't have listed here? This isn't really a category necessarily, but I think something that was exciting from sort of a design perspective was um, was in Elvis, kind of the dynamic, kind of almost animation um, aspect of it. And I just think that that is just really exciting and kind of interesting to see how designers will implement that in the future without it feeling too animated if that makes sense I agree I was surprised to see that too I didn't I wasn't expecting that when I watched the movie yeah I mean and, I think and I'll I'll second that sorry Jim go, go ahead. ahead no you you go you have it I, I I was gonna second that uh from the Elvis but I'd also include all Quiet on the Western Front. Jim and I kind of talked about that last week uh, or a couple weeks ago. Uh, that movie, I think, as I mean, from a historical standpoint, I mean, it was pretty unbelievable for sure. Yeah, for sure. Elizabeth, what do you have? Um, I think there should be a category, informally at least, for book to movie adaptations. Um, I like to think about that with books that I've read that have become movies or series and there's quite a few good ones this year some of them I haven't gotten to yet um, but a couple I thought of were um, Death on the Nile and A Man Called Otto mm -hmm. um, both of those movies were great this year not necessarily Oscar caliber I'm not suggesting that but just really fun adaptations of books that I enjoyed um, and then one of the series that I thought was particularly good was um, Fleischman is in Trouble uh, mm -hmm. that was I enjoyed a, that too a book turned to a series on Hulu, I think. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm going to get to the book to movie um, conversation a little bit later as we wrap up here. I've got something I, as we get to movies coming up this year, but I think that would be amazing. I think as the Oscars evolve, that would be a really cool award. For me, I always think about the original score and cinematography as pieces that I evaluate a movie on when I watch it. And this year, the original score nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and The Fablemans. And I just could not get past how good the score for All Quiet was in terms of meshing with the film. 
Now, I think there's a good chance John Williams wins for Fableman. I don't know that. I just got a, kind of a hunch. But that's that score for All Quiet. It's not something you're going to come home and put on and listen to while you're cooking dinner. But it was so good tied into that movie. Yep. Yeah, and, I agree. And as far as yeah, and as far as cinematography, um, the nominees are All Quiet, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Now, I, I haven't seen Bardo or Empire of Light, but I feel like it would be. I, I feel like having watched those, All Quiet is the winner, and it shouldn't be close. Now, war movies are obviously they, they lend themselves to great cinematography. You've got great uh, landscapes. You've got great things you can shoot. Um, but I thought this was just amazing in that. And I also wonder what, what was better about Tar in terms of cinematography? What was better about that than The Fablemans? Because I thought that was an awfully well done movie. And I would I even talk about women talking in that that vein, too. I thought that the, the cinematography and that was really good and some very interesting choices about that and um i'll hit on that when we go through the oscar uh best picture films but um i i feel like um all quiet on the western front for a great movie it should win cinematography and score and it already won the score at the baftas um volker um Bertelman won that that award there so i think that's um a potential win there I don't know if this is cinematography but banshees of inishirin was a beautiful movie to it's... watch I can't believe it wasn't nominated. I, we watched that, and I thought the same thing. I we I, I couldn't believe it didn't get a nomination. I totally agree with you on that. Right. I feel like the, that's half the reason I loved it so much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, moving on. Back to the big six. Back to the betting. Back to uh, the fun stuff. Let's go to Best Director. And Best Director nominees are the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. For everything, everywhere, all at once, they're at minus seven hundred. Uh, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans at plus three thirty-three. Todd Field for Tar at plus fourteen hundred. Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin at plus two thousand, and Ruben Osterlund from Triangle of Sadness at plus thirty-three hundred. Um, I think it is um, my turn to go first, so I'll do it. Uh, who do I think will win? I think the Daniels will win for everything everywhere and who do i think should win i think it's probably the daniels i think that movie is pretty um that's a that, it, that's a hard movie to make i think when you look at it and all the things that went down in that um i think i'm gonna bet spielberg here just for fun and because i'm getting some plus money on it and um i love the fableman so much so but I think the Daniels win. And so I'm going to throw good money after bad and bet on Spielberg, though. So, Maisie, how about yourself? I think I'm going to go with the Daniels on this one. I um, I think I'm going to go with the Daniels. I think they should win. And I'm betting on the Daniels. Okay. Elizabeth, you are next. All right. So my first comment here is that, once again, we have a field of all men for best director, which I'm... I'm always disappointed to see that because I think there are some women out there doing great work and I, I wish that there was more room here for more inclusion. Um, for example, Charlotte Wells movie after sun, I think she could fit in this group um, and the direction of that movie and, and the statement that she was making was, was really well done. Um, but I'll also say Jane Campion won last year and her movie sucked power of the dog. Yeah. That so, movie was total ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take that for what it's worth. Um, so for my money, I'm going to put my dollar on Banshees. I think Martin McDonough did such a good job with this, um, taking pretty dramatic events in a dramatic setting, but yet the movie came across sort of understated um, and sort of didn't give its message and tell its story too loud. So I really like that. Um, but I think that everything, everywhere, the Daniels will win. And I think maybe the Fablemans should win. I really like that um, it was such a tender story about the love of a, a mother for a son. And um, it was it just felt like family, you know, flawed. People made mistakes, but they also made art and movies and there was joy. And I, I liked how that one came together. So that's part of why I voted for why I'm betting on Spielberg and why I I I. I want him to win because while there's a lot of technical things that are great in a lot of other movies and people do semi-autobiographical things often, 
I feel like Spielberg kind of bared his soul in this film. There's a lot of stuff in there. And I think it's 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 not perfectly autobiographical, but I think it, he's more willing to go after that than a lot of directors. So I, I love I love the bet on that. Um, OK, Kelly, you are up. Um, so I agree that the Daniels will will win, but I also think Steven Spielberg should win, and that's who I'm going to put my bet on. And um, basically, what Elizabeth said is why I loved that movie too. <laughs> but it was hard for me. My two favorites were um, were definitely Banshees and and Fablemans in this category, and not Everything Everywhere. So. Um, I was torn between Martin McDonough and Spielberg on this one, but ultimately I'm going with Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, great choice. And, and I love Martin McDonough's direction in that. I, I, I can't talk about how much I love Banshees. Um, Richard, how about you? Uh, I have seen only two movies in the category. Um, and I'll have to go with the one I like the best is Banshee and Martin. I thought it was a great, again, it, it goes back to what I said before. I thought it was well done. I thought the chemistry between all the actors was amazing. Um, I'm sure I'm that he won't win. Um, and, but uh, I'd like to see the Fablemans and cause I mean, Spielberg, I mean, movies are basically my childhood and beyond. So he kind of, so I'd like to see that and kind of go, um, but I, I'm going to go with Martin and Banshee and bet it. I can't argue with that. He was fantastic. It's a great movie. Okay. So up next is going to be best picture, but I realized that I neglected a very important part of the podcast. And that was when we did the best actor nominees i did we did not talk to the women about their crushes and the best actor nominees so um i'll start with kelly because i know you um have no problem just jumping in there so let's go i don't so i i, I do have a low-key crush on brendan frazier i have a bigger crush on colin farrell and now i also have a crush on austin butler so that's where i stand in the best actor category so like some kind of a weird multi-man situation. Sure. Okay. <laughs> 23. Let's go. Uh, awesome. Uh, Maisie, what about you? Are you going to go with, you going to stay with one? Or are you going to, going to, you're going to just jump in the pool with Kelly? Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with one, but I do love the nonchalant sure from Kelly. That is that's the highlight for me for tonight. Um, I I gotta go Brendan Fraser. I mean, George of the Jungle. I just you know, he's it's Brendan Fraser for me. Okay, got it. And uh, for my lovely wife, I got it bad for Brendan Fraser. I got okay. <laughs> Brendan Fraser killing it, killing it <laughs> with the ladies. Um, all right, awesome. Okay, so now we'll move on to best picture. And so what we talked about on this was everybody ranking one, however many movies you've seen, one to the bottom. And the reason that I like to do this is this is how the Oscar voters have to vote. They have to, in in the other categories, they just vote for for who they think is best. And whoever has the most votes wins. But in Best Picture, you have to get a majority. So you rank them. And um, so let's say you ranked Top Gun number one, and it received the fewest first-place votes in the first count. It gets kicked, and whatever your second line is gets moved up to first. And so that keeps happening until you have over 50% of the votes for one film. And that's why things have gotten weird in the last few years in terms of splits between Best Director and Best Picture. We rarely see them being the same film anymore. And I think it's interesting to see how we would all, you know, sort of rate those top to bottom. So what I'll do is go around the room and ask how many of the films that you've seen, and we'll start with whoever has seen the fewest and work up to see whoever has to whoever has seen the most. Um, Kelly, how many have you seen? I've seen all of them except Top Gun, which I know I'm going to love. I know. What? I know. <laughs> I just okay. All right. Watching it, and I know I'm going to love it, and I'm going to watch it. I just you're, haven't. You're gonna love it. Okay, I so you've got it. nine. 
I have nine. Elizabeth, you have eight. 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 Uh, Richard, how many do you have? Five. And Maisie? I am the rotten egg with three. Okay. You have the honors, Maisie. <laughs> okay. Um, I will and say. So, give us your, so quickly, give us your rankings and who should win, who will win, and your bet too. Okay. Okay. So uh, who should win of the ones that I've seen? Correct. 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 Okay. So the three that I've seen, um, I've seen Elvis, I've seen Top Gun, and I've seen Triangle Sadness. I'm going to go with Elvis in first place for me, um, followed um, very closely by Top Gun. Um, and then I am, unfortunately, I'm sad I saw Triangle Sadness because unfortunately, I don't want to include it. I don't think it should be in this group. I know that might be an unpopular um, opinion, but I'm sticking by it. So um, I'm going to go Elvis, Top Gun, and then low, 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 low on the list is Triangle Sadness. All right. And then who would you bet? Who is your bet? And you can bet on anybody. You don't have to bet on who you pick. Um, I think I I think the I think the group over it, everything, everyone all at once. I think they're going to I think they're going to sweep it this year. OK. Very good. Richard, you had five. Give us your rankings and picks. Uh, the, uh, movies I saw were Banshee, All Quiet, Elvis, Top Gun, and Triangle. Um, I will have to go with All Quiet, number one, which is surprising because I love Banshee so much. Banshee, number two, Elvis, three, Top Gun, four, and, uh, Triangle at, so far at the bottom, it can't even be in there um in my opinion uh and then i will have to say i'm gonna pick all quiet uh as the winner all right and that's your bet yep okay good i love it um the kinchlow household hates uh triangle of sadness so we've got that marked down duly yes. noted <laughs> i mean you know i think i have to say we we're not we're not dumb people maybe we're just not as smart as we thought I might not be a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> um, now talk about a good movie. That's a right, good movie. Right. For sure. Okay. So um all right, fair enough. Elizabeth, you had eight, so I'm gonna let you go with your best picture um breakdown. Okay, you want me to just list them in order? Yeah, however you want to do it. Okay, I'll give you my order first and some thoughts. Great. Okay, my first place is The Fablemans. Talked about this one a little bit before. Um, I loved the mother-son part. The mom was flawed. She lived her life. She made some choices, but she always was a mom first. And I I loved that mother-son part. I think it was kind of an ode from Spielberg to his mom. So number one, The Fablemans. It's also just a great movie. I would rewatch that movie. To me, and being entertaining and being a movie that's rewatchable is important to me. And and that one hit hit that one. Um, number two, Everything Everywhere. That one I think will win. It was a little too much for me. Um, I loved the acting. I think Michelle Yeoh was wonderful. Um, but it was so dazzling and kind of sci-fi-ish as to be overwhelming. I mean, I wanted to turn it off a few times. Um, number three, Elvis. That's the one I think should win. Um, and I put my dollar bet on that one. Um, number four, Banshees of Inishirin. Number five, Triangle of Sadness. I really like that one. It kind of gave me White Lotus vibes and I thought it was entertaining. It was making a social statement. Um, it was kind of funny. I thought Woody Harrelson was great in that movie. Um, so that one's number five. Number six is Top Gun. I just, I mean, who didn't love that movie? Kelly, you're the only American that hasn't seen it. I know. Um, I think it was Hollywood's post-COVID redemption. We've talked a lot about how movies suffered during the pandemic, um, understandably. But that one was just a really good, big movie theater movie, and I was happy to see it back. Seven, I would say, is Women Talking. That one to me was, it was kind of a slow burn. It reminded me, it was it was done as almost as a Greek tragedy with the chorus of women and they're all, you know, trying to make this decision. Um, I thought there were some really good performances in that one and I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, and then number eight for me, which I don't even think should be on this list, I hated it, was Tar. Um, 
It was unpleasant. It wasn't entertaining. I didn't like that woman. It was trying to say something about cancel culture, but I'm not really sure if it was a defensive cancel culture or a critique. I think it was a critique, um, but somehow it's point and the best parts of it got lost in the telling. Um, two of the good things I, I do have to say about that is I think it's kind of funny that um, a popular Google search is whether Lydia Tarr was a real person. I love that. So that says something about Kate Blanchett's performance. Um, and I'm still thinking about what the ending meant. I didn't like it, but it made me think. So that's worth something. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so your bet is going to be, is it Elvis? Yes. Okay. So your bet's Elvis. Okay. Excellent. Um, okay. Kelly and I have seen nine. So I'm going to give it to Kelly and let you roll. Hey, um, I'm sorry. Were we going from worst to best or best to worst? However you want to do it. You have the floor and you can do okay. it in your fashion. So my favorite was Banshees. And even if I'm not sure, I completely understand the message of the movie. I loved it. I've seen it twice. That too, I think, should win. Um, second for me was Elvis. I enjoyed it way more than I even thought I would. Austin Butler was great. I learned a few things about Elvis. Um, thought it was great. Three was The Fablemans. I enjoyed that um, in the same way I enjoy all Spielberg films, I feel like. Um, unpopular opinion is I don't love Michelle Williams. And did anybody think she was like still using her Judy Garland voice a little bit in this movie? I can see from that. Yeah, a little year. bit. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, it was great. And I agree with Elizabeth about that. Um, the mother-son relationship that was meaningful to me also. Um, four would be um, All Quiet, even though I would describe that movie as two hours of sheer agony. I agree it was the great movie. Um, after that, I'm going to say Women Talking. I love uh, Ben Wishaw, who played August. I've watched him in a lot of other British things that I've seen before. I like him as an actor, and I thought he did a great job in this movie, as well as uh, Claire Foy. I like her, too. And I did like the movie, and it was interesting that it was based on a true story. Next for me is Avatar. I don't care what anybody says. That was a great movie. It was a very entertaining. It was a great story. Uh, Brian and the kids and I watched it on uh, Christmas Eve and had a great night. And that was, it was a good movie. They couldn't wait to see it. And they all loved it like crazy. Um, after that, I'll say Triangle of Sadness. And definitely what Elizabeth said, it's White Lotus vibes 100%. And I and Woody Harrelson, I'm gonna watch him every chance I get. You're right, he was the best. Uh, now Woody Harrelson was good in that movie. Just to be clear, he was good in that movie. But overall, sorry, I got just you. had to add that little noise. I totally note. get it. Um, then I'm gonna say Tar. There were things interesting um, in this movie to me because I have two sons that are musicians, and my brother is a band director and I hear them using some of the language that they use in this movie occasionally um my son is always picking out when a um a chord from one song matches the same in another song that I didn't realize and um so some of the things they touched on I thought was interesting for that reason I didn't love I read the story about how um this woman's life resembles a real conductor in Vienna on a lot of points um, and that there was controversy about how they made this woman an abuser and a bully um, when they didn't have to, when they made a story about a woman conductor and they chose to make her behave the way a lot of men conductors do. I'm just reading this straight from an article and I can sort of understand that and overall the movie was a little strange to me I read something that said what if it was all a dream what if she was seeing things or imagining things uh that kind of what they touched on throughout the film that was kind of interesting 
and um, really unpopular opinion. Everything all at, everything everyone all at once. I didn't like. Sorry, just didn't like it at all. Um, I know I'm going to love Top Gun Maverick, so I couldn't wait that. But I didn't like that one. I just um, sometimes I'm not good with uh, parallel universe, different realms, that type of thing, and it it annoyed me. That's all. Yeah, the multiverse definitely pulls better in um, the generation that follows us than it does in ours, I think. Right. Um, so your bet on this, who who, who are you betting? Are you Banshees. betting Banshees? Banshees. Yeah. Okay, all right. You're going to bet Banshees. Let me write that down and book you for that. All right, excellent. Excellent breakdown. So I will go through my list, um, and I saw nine. I did not see Avatar, so I have to leave that one out. Um, I'm going to go backward. I'm going to go nine to one. I'm going to go worst to first and I'm going to start with tar. And, um, again, there are things about it to like the acting was good in it. Um, I think some of the direction was good. Like Kelly talked about, um, I used to be a musician and play and I did love the scene where they talked about rehearsal and how great rehearsal is and the work. I, I just miss the work of music. And I think that's a really cool thing aspect of that but ultimately um it's it's such a flawed film to me in a lot of ways uh number seven is women talking again it, i thought i didn't like tar everything else i liked so it, it's kind of splitting hairs at this point and i thought women talking was really good and very well acted i can't believe nobody got an acting uh nomination for this film again how it shows how deep the the female awards um uh, pool is for this uh, i love rooney mara so much she's so good um and i and like little th there are a couple of little things i loved in this i loved um the decision by the director uh as far as cinematography on this it's it's set in 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 uh, bolivia so you could have this beautiful tropical lush setting but none of the camera shots outside of the barn make it look like that it's always dark it's always with a, a, a sunbeam in your face or something like that so it, it in the i love the way the director placed these people in this tropical paradise but refused to show that it actually was a tropical paradise so i i thought there were some really good things in that um number seven i'm gonna go top gun uh i love this movie i read an article this summer that said it was the movie that saved going to the movies and it was big uh fun imperfect but you know really really good and you know i i want to go to this i i think this is the best crop of movies we've had post pandemic and we're not back to 2019 levels but this crop of movies is really really good um number six is everything everywhere for me um it's fine i didn't love it but it's not gonna make my top five number five is elvis uh great movie Boz Luhrmann, um maybe his best maybe not but it's it's close and the story the way he told the story like Maisie talked about the artistic piece of that uh the way austin butler became elvis um it, it's a really really good movie number four for me is triangle of sadness um when i finished watching that i thought that was one that could sneak in and win best picture honestly and it's not out of the question because it's one of the five films with the director nominated for best director. So that tells you that it can win. Um, if you weren't nominated for best director, you probably won't win best picture. So triangle of sadness is in the five that could win. I don't think it will. And I don't think it should, but I loved it. I loved the satire of it. I loved the constructs of, of wealth and power and then turning it upside down. Um, and it's, I thought it was a super cool movie. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson is great, and the hamburger scene is fantastic. <laughs> Number three is all quiet for me. This is just a top-to-bottom, really well-done film. Very few holes in it. Not much to pick apart with it. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, and um, I just think it's great. Uh, it won a lot of awards uh, at the BAFTAs, um, so it's it's in play for Best Picture. Number two for me is Banshees. Um, and I love this movie. That that movie, I was like almost in tears the whole film because it was so beautiful, really. And the acting is so good and the story is so good. And I loved everything about it. And it has been number one on my list all year until this weekend when I watched The Fablemans. And when I watch movies and when I try to 
critique movies, I think about different things. How's the acting? What is the story? What's the direction look like? What's the cinematography? What is the score? All of these things. But like Elizabeth talked about earlier, one of the things that I put in now with mine is rewatchability. And that ultimately was a tipping point for me. The Fablemans is a more rewatchable film than Banshees. Otherwise, they're pretty close to being equal in my book. So I'm going to go Fablemans number one. Um, as far as who do I think will win, uh, I, you know, I've thought through this. I think everything everywhere will win. Who do I think should win? It's Fablemans or Banshees. I don't even know. I'm going to go Fablemans. And who am I going to bet my money on? This is a no-brainer. I'm getting 12 to 1 with the Fablemans and Spielberg. I'm betting Fablemans. So let's go on that. Um, and with that, we've kind of wrapped up the big pieces of the Oscar podcast and kind of what we think about. Um, so let me ask a couple other things before we get rolling here. What was the worst movie you saw this year? And I've got one. I've got one I watched recently that I hated. Okay, I've got it, this might be my the best worst thing I've seen in maybe more than a year. The Whitney Houston movie. I want to dance with somebody. I loved it. I hated it. It's terrible. It's really? awesome. I want to watch it again. Okay. Okay. I I I didn't love that, but it wasn't the worst thing I saw. The worst thing I saw was Cha Cha Real Smooth. That is why millennials should not be allowed to make movies. That one was bad. It was all over the place and not good. Which good people like in it too. It did. It did. I feel like we've watched movies that we have said that have been terrible, but now I can't. Now I'm totally drawing a blank. Richard? Uh, triangle Sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the group knows our thoughts on that. Uh, there, there's a, There's been a couple movies. Um uh soho last night in soho was pretty oh yeah bad overall i thought um in general uh then there was an anne hathaway movie that was uh based in the pandemic and i can't remember the name of it but it was just god awful overall i'm so not watching any been... pandemic movies for a while like mm -hmm. I, i'm not i'm just not i'm off it me neither yeah it's it's been i i think there's I will agree with the assessment that Top Gun saved the movie business a little bit uh, going to the movies. But lately, it's just like a lot of movies coming out of the pandemic have been awful, in my opinion. Yeah, we're still not back where we were, but this year was good. You guys, one of the reasons I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick yet is because we had um, my, my best friend Brandy and I were together. We had all our kids together and we had them watch the first Top Gun. And our plan was after that to go see Top Gun Maverick in the theater. And the kids hated the first Top Gun. What? So much that they just didn't want to go see it. So it like wrecked our plans. They they pointed out how sweaty everybody was in the movie. And that's it's hot true. in San Diego, man. Yeah. If you have if you don't remember what that was like, it's true. Everybody was just uh, we you did know. the same thing, kind of. We watched, uh, we rewatched the original Top Gun, and then we watched uh, the new one. But we did not have any pushback on that. Uh, the Top nope. Gun classic is still none of the kids good. were agreeable. So I'm gonna have to watch it by myself. What about the menu? That's one that didn't make the cut this year, right? Yes, and I like weird. that one. Yeah, I, you could argue that that one should have been in for sure. I, I think you could argue that should have been in. I, I like that a lot. I didn't like it as much as Triangle. I thought it was a better movie than uh, Triangle Sadness. Yes, we I know. will say that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I watched both of those, and I thought the satire in that movie was a lot better than the Triangle Sadness. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like the menu a lot. I think you could have thrown that in there, and, um, you know, I think there were good acting performances in that. Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy, the, the acting in that was really good. Um, you could have found room for that to be included somewhere, I think. So I, yeah, I really like that one. I think it would be interesting to sort of compare the, the character Ray Fiennes plays with the character that Woody Harrelson plays. I feel like both of those are kind of doing the same. They're, they're satirizing the same concepts yeah. and Woody Harrelson and Ray Fiennes mm -hmm. kind of are in a similar role in both of those 
uh, movie. I kind of want to rewatch it and think through. Yeah, that. that's a great. That's a great point. A great, great thought piece. I agree. Um, are there any movies you're looking forward to this year coming up? I have a couple, and I, I'll go ahead and start while everybody thinks. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth talked about books to movies, and one of the best books I've read in the last decade is Killers of the Flower Moon, and we've been waiting on that yes. for a couple of years, and I cannot wait for that to hit the film or the screen. It's supposed to come out, I think, around uh, Memorial Day, so I can't wait for that. I love that book. Can't wait How to see that you? movie. Will you tell me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a story about the origins of the FBI, actually, and how um, it sort of started investigating a murder in Oklahoma, which was actually Indian territory at that time. So um, Native American stuff, stuff in Oklahoma. Okay. It's 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 uh, it's a great book. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I can't I wait. For, yeah, I can't wait for Oppenheimer, too. I mean, that's a Christopher Nolan and it's got everybody in Hollywood in it. And, uh, you yeah. know, that's going to be a banger. And I think that's based on a book as well. Um, it, it, in fact, I'm pretty sure it is based on a book. Um, so I can okay. tell you what it is in a second. But I think it is based on a book as well. Okay. That looks like a great movie. I can't wait to see that. I'm looking forward to Poor yes. Things, which I think is also based on a book, an older book, maybe from the 90s. Um, it's got Emma Stone and it's a... Uh, there's not a whole lot out about it, and I don't know when it's going to be released, but it looks pretty good from what I've seen. Yeah. Kelly Maisie, anything you're looking forward to this year? I forget. I feel like I've seen previews that I've noted that I wanted to see, and now I can't recall any of them. Fast and Furious 36? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Ma Magic Mike 3. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Halloween 25. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, well... um. With that, I think we're about ready to wrap. I cannot express my appreciation enough to Maisie, Elizabeth, and Kelly. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, this is always so much fun for me, and I love movies. I love talking about movies. I love different opinions about them, and I really appreciate everybody taking an hour and sharing that with us. Um, Richard, we're going to come back next week, right? Yep. We got a busy weekend coming up because um, – Go Cats. We got the SEC tournament. I'm going to have to tally up all these Oscar bets from Oscars on uh, Sunday night. We're going to have to do all of that on one less hour sleep because it's daylight savings time. And we have selection Sunday. So next week when we record, we will do a full bracket breakdown. We won't make every pick, but we're going to talk about how that bracket looks. Uh, we have a potential guest lined up to talk about that with us too. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. It's springtime. Richard, are you going to be back in town this weekend? Uh, yes, I should be. So count me in. Are you going to the parade? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Well, we're I going to, to the... uh, talk to the lady friend about that. So Maisie, um, you're going to the parade. We're all going to the parade. Um, so we're going to just like <laughs> meet at Jill's and then go to the parade. So Okay. Um, or Richard ready... could ask um, his uh, crush, Anna. Whatever, whoever wants to come, it's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> whatever. I can't, no, I can't remember her last name. Yeah. Whatever the actress's name is. Uh, yeah, Anna the Armos. She's welcome yeah. as well. Anybody can come. <laughs> um, it's like Kelly said. It's just like a multi-person thing. We can all just get after it. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> um, as we've devolved, we have the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Louisville this weekend. It's super fun. Hope to see a lot of people out there and um, do that so we'll get with you guys and see what the plan is this weekend maybe we can hang out for a little bit on saturday uh at the parade or watching some basketball or something like that um yeah yep. that sounds great okay awesome and uh opperheimer is based on the book the pulitzer prize winning book american parnesius oh yes uh, it's about the uh, uh triumph and tragedy of oppenheimer okay so. okay yes all right very good I have seen that book before. I have not read it, but um, good clarification. Uh, yep. All right. Well, this has been a heck of a lot of fun tonight. I love doing this. And um, thanks to all of our group who's been on tonight. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Again, continue to listen, rate, review, subscribe. We love it. Um, if you have something you want to talk about, get with us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest and have something to talk about, get with us at that same address we would love to have you on so i have a request yes um if you bring back some incarnation of is that movie still good may i suggest encino man <laughs> yes we I are second best. 
Definitely. Well, Richard has wants to bring back that in in the is that movie still relevant? And we we've talked about doing a treatment of like one movie a month or something like that. So maybe we maybe we get to or after and, sports have ended. Yeah, basketball yeah. seasons ended. Yeah, no, I'm not not anytime soon, but um, we, we can get to Encino Man. I think we I think we have the bandwidth for that, right? I'm, I'm not really sure that um, white dudes acting like cavemen really plays in 2023, but watch it. Let's go watch it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a Saturday night rewatch one night. So uh, Kelly, get Brian, come over. We're doing okay. it. Okay. I'm in. All right. All right. Thanks again, guys. What a fun night. Um, good luck to everybody this week. I hope your movies win at the Oscars. Um, I, next week, we'll tell you who won the cash this week. And by cash, I mean fake cash. And um, we'll get back at you with some more bracket stuff. So, uh, Richard, I'm going to let you sign off. Thanks, everybody. Uh, talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right. Awesome. Good night. See you.